Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thursday, it is the Luke and Pete show. Boys, batteries, we do it every week for crying out loud. And uh, this week, I have been promising, this Thursday rather, uh, I spoke about this on Monday, I've been promising uh, Luke Moore a little story about a testicle. You have, and I'm very, I'm, I can't believe I've had to wait so long to hear it. I'm bloody <laughs> looking forward to it. So uh, why don't you just look, take it away? People know what to expect by now. That I doubt they yeah. would have just listened to this episode randomly at first, so they probably know what yeah. to expect. But I'm sure your capacity to surprise us will not let you down on this occasion. <laughs> so in the uh, in a specialised CIA uh, museum in America, right, uh, there is a whole host of, uh, you know, bits and bobs, technological kind of uh, whatnoteries. Uh, a little bit like, remember I went to the crime museum? Uh, and yeah. there was just a load of like stuff that with you know ingenious little bits of electronics, bits of uh, uh, tools that, that that people have used to commit crimes. Um, on a similar kick, um, the CIA museum in America is basically a lot of different like hidden radios, hidden uh, sort of Morse code devices and stuff oh, like that. The wicked. way that you know agents could talk to each other out in the field uh, when they were you know behind behind enemy lines, so to speak, and and the ingenious ways that they managed to hide poisoning devices, hide recording devices, stuff like that. Um, the CIA uh, made a fake scrotum, Luke. What? A big, beautiful, fake scrotum that hid, uh, hid a radio. So basically, because knowing full well that the um, sexually repressed uh, men of uh, any you know military organisation do not want to necessarily get their hands around people's testicles and, 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 and meat and two veg, so to speak, yeah. um, they thought, well, that's the perfect place in which to secrete uh, a tiny little two-way radio. Um, so the CIA made a fake scrotum that hid, like fitted over the the top of a of a presumably small bald man, <laughs> a small bald agent, popped it over a little kind of you know like you put like merkins or fake willies or whatever that you know you pop it over the top of your scrotum, glue it in place, uh, and, Whoa, and, and when you get on, in search, it on. just looks like I know, I know, I know the glue. What glue are you? It's using a little much in it. <laughs> I don't know. Some kind of like the sort of glue you would use to put a fake uh, moustache on. I would say. Still, I mean, I've I, I wear a nasal strip to bed, right? Oh, do you know what to 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 reduce snoring? Yeah, it doesn't work. Um, doesn't work, right? And the the adhesive like on that is is 
right on Wicked. the limit of what my pain receptors <laughs> on my nose will accept, right? Right, okay. I'm telling you now, it, I mean, again, apologies for this in advance. So if you're of sensitive mm-hmm. disposition, just skip yep. 30 seconds. Uh-huh. It would probably rip a nutsack apart. <laughs> this is a deli- this is a more delicate operation than you are making it sound to right, get okay. a ball radio on this is the thing I don't get as well male operatives are going to have a scrotum and women operatives won't have one so there's no yeah. place for this scrotum <laughs> it's, well male it goes it, I mean it would be confusing if you put it on a, on a female operative I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that questions would possibly be asked yes um, the, Pete the very <laughs> idea of being a secret agent is that you're not drawing attention to yourself right a woman with a scrotum and a man with two scrotums they're, they're, they're very they're, they're red flags they are instant red flags you're supposed to be the grey man if you're a secret agent you're supposed to be perfectly right, okay. forgettable uh, yeah, but I would say with... Uh, with if it were me the doing testicle. the investigation, I, all I'm saying is in the line-up to my colleagues, I would be saying, he's got two scrotums, let's have another look at him. If you, Yeah, but if you're in a... <laughs> if, if you're showing your balls off, male or female, I would say uh, that you're already under suspicion. You're no longer the grey man. True. They're looking for stuff. They are <laughs> looking for stuff. And... Um, yeah, apparently they, they they just made this tiny little radio to fit in a, a regular size scrotum. Although the scrotum itself, I, I mean, I've sent you the video. It it doesn't look particularly like there's just too much too much skin and not enough hair for me to be quite frank. It does it, it it's too pink. It's too red. It would have to be you know match the same colour as the as the guy's uh, genitalia, I suppose. It's it's all very confusing to be quite frank. Yeah, it could be chafing though. Could be chafing. Could be chafing. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, why also, I mean, why do they need to do this? Like, is what do you mean? Well, I mean, presumably it's a it's a it's a limitation of the technology that was available at the time. So the radio mm. had to be a certain size to be secreted yeah. on the body. And they thought, okay, we could probably get away with it by popping it in the nutsack, right? <laughs> I think you'd be better off, maybe almost like. Plastic surgery slash latexing it onto the side of a calf muscle, and said it was like a a growth or something, or or a or a, a bump or a, a calcium, you know, a calcium lump or whatever. No, but that'd be, again, that would be too obvious. Wouldn't it? It, would, it clearly would have been messed with. It clearly, it's it's too obvious. Like you've already got a testicle. People are expecting to see testicles down there. But again, repressed um, secret service, it's, uh, it's, you know, agents, secret service agents aren't going to be wanting to be touching your touching your junk because oh, yeah. someone might hate see and go oh, we just touched a man's balls. And we go yeah, but I found a radio. They didn't know, mate. Yeah, I was touching your balls, but they were playing the World Service, and I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> so they were they giving us used? the shipping forecast. Was there any information about whether they're actually used or not? Is it kind of a conceptual apparently, thing that so happened? Or? Very much a prototype, and, and the whole situation was apparently uh, problematic because um, they got a junior member of staff to walk in uh, and just drop trow in, in front of the CIA director, and the CIA director was very uh, repressed, uh, good, fam- good solid family man, and he was uh, and he was horrified, just walked out the room, uh, and it was never seen off again. So it just got stuck in the CIA museum, this unlovable little ball radio. But that's that's a <laughs> surely for what they're going for. That's a ringing endorsement, isn't it? Exactly. They, he doesn't want to get near it. He doesn't want to. Be, but but to be fair. <laughs> But for, if I could play devil's advocate from the say a director's perspective, a man's just said, "Here, Dave, come in here," and he's just got his balls out. 
<laughs> so I, I, I would I would argue um, I, I would I think that's exactly the way that I would probably play things if I was the director <laughs> I like the CIA director who walks in, I, I imagine he walks in he goes what the fuck's going on here and they start to talk and he says and by the way you're supposed to be working turn that radio off <laughs> <laughs> and for that don't email in I know it's not supposed to be a, a transistor radio that you listen to I get what it is it just seems to me that it's a bit confused and a little bit dare I say probably fuelled by a bit of suppression a little bit well as in what, people, just a few suppressed wanna... people around the office perhaps wants to see a man's balls yeah I, I, what I would yeah. say as well is that if you've ever taken any interest and in I'm, I'm talking about kind of the UK sort of side of things rather than the US side of things. But if you've ever taken an interest in how spycraft was carried out in the UK throughout the 20th century, um, mm. I wouldn't be surprised at all to hear that um, people with two, three, maybe even four scrotums got past the, the UK security services because they were... I mean, I've just finished reading a book by Ben McIntyre called Agent Sonia about a woman who was running a, a massive network of agents from some small ha- house in a in a Cotswolds village in Surrey. Um, in, um, I can't remember the county, but in the Cotswolds. And she had a massive transmitter in a shed in her garden and no one noticed for about 15 years. And I also Back would in. say, if you've got any interest in this, read the story about Kim Philby as well, who basically kept getting rehired by the security services because he was a good old guy and went to Cambridge and couldn't possibly have been doing anything nefarious because he was one of us, you know, <laughs> loved a smoking jacket and a, and a glass of port. So let's be honest, he's never really going to be a spy. It'll be fine. And overlooked every single bit of problematic behaviour across 20 <laughs> years. And he turned out to be the most valuable Russian asset in history so trust me yeah. they ain't they ain't doing the best job anyway I think a rogue scrotum is not going to pass muster he's got Kim Philby's got 17 scrotums incredible <laughs> what a good old boy well yeah. dear boys because I drink a lot of cognac yeah <laughs> it's a hip flask dear boy <laughs> Pete can we talk oh, about um, stuff. can we talk about something you've popped in the old running order about the zone of death because that's interesting as well oh yeah yeah I, have it? we talked about this before yeah if, if you would if well you we've would. talked about it before why have you put it in the running order you maniac no I said have we talked about oh. it before because it sounds like, like it sounds like our absolute you know it sounds like our biofuel. This sounds like the exact sort of thing we'd be talking about every single week. This is, if it's not been mentioned, I just think the listeners have, have criminally um, deserved us. <laughs> yeah, so I think, look, apologies if we have, but if we have, it's a long time ago, and therefore it's legitimate to repeat it because we mm. may have a different hot take on it. You never know. Mm. Um, it's a zone of death, or what's called the zone of death, in Yellowstone uh, National Park, and it's in Idaho, right? And as a result of a loophole in the United States Constitution someone could theoretically go to that specific part of Yellowstone, commit a serious crime, and ultimately never be prosecuted for it. Now, the reason for that, as far as I understand it, is that because it's a national park, it's got federal jurisdiction, right? So it's not... It's not so it's quite, com- quite confusing, I suppose, to those who don't know, and I hope I'm not getting this wrong. I don't think I am. But, for example, a murder is not a federal crime in the United States generally, okay? It's right. a state-level crime, which is why you get death penalty in some parts of the United States and not the death penalty in other parts because it's done under state-level jurisdiction. But national parks are federal-level jurisdictions, which means they're nationally um, covered. And um, the, the Sixth Amendment of the United States Constitution says that um, anyone who's accused of a crime um, 
is, is, is basically entitled to um, be tried before a jury consisting entirely of residents of the state and the district where the crime took place. Now, here's the right. kicker. Federal jurisdiction in this part of Idaho, because it's a national park, no one lives there, baby. So, if you if I took Pete there and murdered him, and assuming I was a U.S. citizen, actually it probably wouldn't matter if I was a U.S. citizen or what. That's a different story. Mm. If I murdered Pete in that particular uh, part of the United States, I couldn't really be prosecuted because there wouldn't there wouldn't be a amount of people available to sit on a jury to prosecute me. Now, that's all well and good, and I think that's worthy of discussion. And it was discovered by some um, law professor, like as a constitutional loophole. The problem is, it's not mentioned in the story, I think, and, and listeners who know more about this than me can tell me, but I think that you would just be, technically you'd be on remand for the rest of your life because you wouldn't get bailed for a murder, I don't think. Yeah. So therefore you would just be stuck in remand prison, which I think is probably worse than normal prison anyway, and so it wouldn't be something <laughs> you would advise people to do. So hang on, so you wouldn't, so you would actually go to to, to some sort of incarceration. You couldn't just walk around free, yeah, because, free as a bird. Yeah, because if you've murdered someone and you and you, you're credibly charged with it, and you know you're about, to, you need to stand trial, but there's no trial to happen, then you're in this Kafkaesque kind of nightmare where you never actually sit trial. But you have to be right. somewhere, and a lot of people sit on remand yeah. in prisons for years in the United States. I think probably in this country as well, without actually facing trial, because in the UK, for example, it might be because of um, you know lack of adequate funding for the for the court system or whatever. So I think mm. you still would be in a lot of trouble. Well, the, the thing that made me giggle about the whole thing was that this uh, this guy um, was discovered by a law professor in, yeah. in Michigan State University, and he <laughs> he discovered the loophole, and he. It was all part of some kind of um, essay that he was writing uh, in, 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 in a law journal. And he was worried that this essay was going to get published and, and criminals might read the essay and commit a crime in the zone before the loophole was closed. Um, but he instead sort of got hold of... He basically wrote a letter to the, the government and have you know to have them close this loophole. Um, and he wanted it to be part of the District Court of the District of Idaho, etc., etc., et cetera. But... Because of just how slow the the, the, the wheels, the cogs of of, of of government and governance kind of go, it's still not been closed. In like 2006, 2007, this was all published. And it's still not been closed because people just keep knocking it, kicking the can down the road, kicking the can down the road. No one's actually done any murdering in there, which is a good a good thing. Well, on good good on humanity for, for doing that. But if your mate is inviting you into the middle of Yellowstone Park for a, for a, a get-together... That you've never really sort of, you know, had a had a had a company picnic with them before, and it's just you and him, or you and her. I'd I'd be worried to be quite frank because technically it's not necessarily murder if you do it in. <laughs> I, I I also don't think it, it would be possible to, for a crime to be committed there without it being a, a massive coincidence. For, for example, if you took someone there under false pretenses or you 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 kidnapped them, then you'd be busted for kidnapping, and the kidnapping would be be charged where it started from, right? You've got to travel from somewhere. So yeah. you're going to get fucked either way. Um, Have a treasure like just pretend it's a treasure hunt though. You can just pretend it's a treasure hunt. I apparently, think. the only the only um, the only um, crime that's I think's ever happened there um, was an illegal shooting of an elk um, <clears throat> in right. a different part of the park. Um, <laughs> but I don't think it ever really went anywhere. Um, 
you know, maybe that's sad because the elk deserved justice. But um, <laughs> so so far, nothing's happened. I mean, I guess this does serve as some kind of fairly large advertisement for it. But um, mm. nevertheless, I mean, what it, like, what I like about it is it's almost like a real life version of that that stupid shit the bloke in the pub always says about shooting a Welshman with a crossbow on a Sunday or whatever. Yeah, or oh, that weird bit between um, Egypt and Sudan that's like just doesn't is not owned by either people it's completely unclaimed and people keep on trying to claim it as uh you know a little micro nation or beer to will or those um divorced dads who have suddenly become obsessed with magna carta <laughs> what is that didn't they try and seize the uh edinburgh castle uh yeah recently which, which given that, that magna carta never once covered scottish law ever anyway it's english law is a <laughs> even more of a stretch as normal but there's like a load of divorced yeah. dads who go around saying Magna Carta so they don't have to wear a mask or whatever it's weird yeah it's there's, there's um, just and, say you miss your ex-wife the point that is, so, so, I miss the, I miss them I miss the kids um, yeah it, it makes me giggle because um, in any other kind of subject like idiots on the internet would not be challenged you know you just some fucking gas bags chats on um, but like nowadays, you'll get some pretty well-read, pretty well-researched, uh, you know, upstanding, um, you know, brains on you know particular subjects on on English common law, and they will and, and they'll weigh in on, on on Twitter basically saying, "Well, this is the, this is why um, quoting the Magna Carta is is now. like usually like you know back in the day you just be like some idiots quoting the Magna Carta, the guy's mad. I don't even engage in in the substance of his, his argument. Um, in the same way that um, somebody posted up some fucking random idiot. Just posted up a a, a drawing, a, a drawing on fucking WhatsApp or whatever of the pipeline. This kind of proposed pipeline between China and uh, Iran. So, like in the middle, obviously Afghanistan, and obviously the Chinese will be no doubt uh, going in for the for the for the rare earth metals and the and, and the general debt uh, kind of expansion of their empire that that, that they do love the to do when there's disputed territories and all that all that nonsense. Um, of course, they'll be getting involved. But this post is basically saying they're doing it right because. There's a. I don't know why I'm doing that voice because I'm down in Essex now. That's my man on the street voice. Very rude, very offensive to anyone who's got this accent. Um, all right, I'll do my. I can't do my accent. How do I do my accent? Why, hey man? There we go. Um, he was basically saying in between, like he basically just drew a line from uh, Af- through Afghanistan from China uh, into Iran. Gone. They're going to build this massive pipeline uh, with you know so they can pump oil into uh, Iran. It's good, you know and, and have all the oil or sell all the oil, etc., etc. All the gas. Um, and then lo- like loads of like really intelligent uh, you know people who, who who know about stuff, but with you know letters after their name, sort of weighed in, going well. Have you actually seen the topography of that part of Afghanistan? It's very hilly, mate. And there's lots of, like, different warlords and tribes that would probably just blow it up and stuff. Yeah. It's like, don't engage. It's just a crazy person on Twitter drawing yeah. a line through fucking Afghanistan and going, there's got to be a big pipeline for you, thank you. <laughs> I, think, I think that, um, like, I think someone else said it, like, the other day. It's incredible. Twitter's amazing for showing up those people who are experts on the war in Afghanistan, uh, <laughs> the the um, detail of EU law, uh, yeah, uh, 
virology. They're amazing at the Vir- yeah. Diseases. Well, everyone switched from that, yeah. haven't they? There's, there's yeah. a lot of memes going around going, I, I, you know, I, I, oh, I, I'm actually also an expert in Afghanistan as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and if you know anything about like academia, if you're nodding terms with academia, you know that when you get like, if you spend any time with like a professor or something, they're they're experts on such a narrow part of like a narrow subject. Yeah. Like I, I met yeah. one a while back who ultimately is essentially a professor of history, but his yeah. actual area of expertise is specifically the US response to natural disasters from like 1850 to the present day, right? <laughs> That's how, because, because the subjects become too man- unmanageable. You can't be yeah. a, a proper expert yeah. in more than one narrow thing because you're a human being with limitations. Yet on Twitter, yeah. everyone knows fucking everything. All the time. Oh, this guy, this guy's like a. Uh, oh, um, yes, I, I'm a historian. It's like what, what kind of historian? It, it just houses what the Bedouin people made in the fifties. Yeah, like, that's what? right. That's, that's, so that's exactly right. But their their big thesis will be on you know will be on like I don't know. You could be a professor in like some kind of I don't know like natural sciences, but actually your thesis was about <laughs> you know certain types of tree in a certain part of Canada you know it's, the, it's, it's very very narrow but Twitter's the opposite yeah. to that you know <laughs> you can, and, and, and a lot of people that's why you know, a, a classic example would be the guy that you, you mentioned a number of months ago who um, I can't remember his name now but he, he's a comedian or a writer or something a comedy writer that's like his thing and he's been very good at that right mm. but all of a sudden now he's an expert in trans rights and he's gone off at the deep end about it and he's, oh, he's lost his Linden. mind yeah, Graham Linehan, the writer of Father Ted. That's right. That's it. Yeah, but it, but he wasn't. He just said something. People complained, and he doubled down and made it his entire life. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so that's himself. like a slightly different example then. But it, it's all I'm yeah. saying is it brings the worst out of people. Yes, it before does, you know yeah. it, just your intentions. Yeah, your, your intentions start off honourable. And before you know it, you're doing Twitter polls about Hitler versus Linda Lazardi in a sword fight like we did on Monday. And it brings out the worst in you. Anyway, 6%, baby. Let's have, a, let's, have a, um, let's have a break. And when we come back, we'll do some battery brands and we'll also um, go through a couple more emails as well, Pete. Sound good to you? Sounds good. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, we're back with the Luke and Pete Show. If you want to get in touch with the show, it's simple as all hell. Hello at LukePeteShow.com. If you'd like to get involved in our hot topic, uh, you know, d- 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 um, surveys of the day, uh, head on over to our Twitter, Luke and Pete Show. Um, actually, thinking about it, Luke, last week you, for like 10 minutes, put uh, on the Luke and Pete Show Twitter the classic Linda Lusardi on a pirate ship uh, fighting Hitler with a cutlass, and um, it was like 66% um, in Linda Lusardi's favour. That must mean there was only three people. Or six people, or nine people. Well, I'll give you an update because we're like a few few <laughs> days hence. So yeah, um, I'll give you an update right now are. if you like. I just got to find it. So yes, as please. of now, um, Linda's increased her um, increased her lead to sixty eight point nine percent. Oh well, there you go. That's a little bit uh, more heartening. Clearly, more people have piled in. Yeah. So well done, Linda. I mean, how could you resist such a piece of content? You know. Congratulations. Um, it's, come, it's the time of the week where we do um, people's battery brands. For those who are unfamiliar mm. with this tradition, we noticed at some point a few years ago that you only get weird branded of batteries when you buy electronics. Um, and we're trying to put together a database of every single one. And we've had some belters. And every Thursday <laughs> after the ad break, we talk about the latest submissions from our friends who listen to the show. And today is no exception. Raf has got in touch with some pear deer. Not a new player, Pete. No, mate. When do we first encounter no. pear deer? We get them every few months, to be honest, right. I would say. Okay. Yeah. Andre also wanted to make us aware of the pear deer industrial battery. Um, we're already way ahead of you there, Andre, so that's not a new player. But mm. it's hard to find new players these days because we've done so many. But Andrew Burke has got in touch, excitingly, with a battery on email that appears to be a chimpanzee plus plus, right? Right, okay. Now, I think that would be a new player, but sadly, Andrew didn't attach a photo. (laughs) The email made out like he had, but I think he forgot. So for now, we're all on tenterhooks. Potential new player in a chimpanzee plus plus, but we're going to need to see it, Andrew, so please get back in touch. (laughs) Fantastic stuff. (laughs) All right, emails. Uh, yeah, I get the feeling that sort of chimpanzee would have been like uh, chimpanzee would have been a new player, but chimpanzee plus plus definitely a new player, I would say. But we we need photographic uh, evidence. 100%. I just hope they weren't thrown in the bin. Absolutely. I just hope they weren't thrown in the bin. Um, um, go on, Luke. No, you go ahead, man. What are you doing? Email. Go for it. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, just um, piling in about um, philosophy. You know me, I'm a big philosophy eagle, philosophy head. Hello, Luke and Pete. Uh, I've not actually got the name for this one. Unfor- Thank you for who uh, have got this in touch. But uh, uh, just thought I'd share this interesting morsel of information. If you go to any Wikipedia page and continually click the first hot link in the body of the article and repeat this for every subsequent article, you will eventually end up at the page for philosophy. Now... I've tried this on several people in my life who have Wikipedia pages, and they're damn right. It gets to philosophy in about seven or eight clicks. The first hot link on every page, just click it a few times, and you'll get back to uh, philosophy, because everything yep. comes back to philosophy. I've done it myself. I did it earlier today. Yep. I started off because I've, I've been super unimaginative. I typed in yep. the word podcast into Wikipedia. I, yes, okay, right. I clicked through, and genuinely, I think it took me 15 clicks 
I, I ended up getting through because what it does is it kind of at some point it gives you some kind of descriptor about something yes which then makes it quite massive boils it all down and then it's almost yeah. it feels a bit like you drill down drill down drill down and everything ultimately comes down to philosophy I actually find that pretty interesting like yeah pretty it's fascinating because no one's designed that right no one's purposely gone out of their no. way to make that the case you wouldn't be able to no no, it would be too, too many tendrils to deal with. I'm going to go to, uh, I've got Linda Lusardi's uh, Wikipedia page. Uh, she was born in Wood Green. Click on Wood Green. Uh, Haringey. Uh, Haringey, which is a, uh, oh, that, that's just a help page, sorry. Uh, London Borough, local authority district, sub-national division of England. <laughs> this one's a slow one. I'm enjoying it. England, country, here we go. Oh, is uh, yeah. We're, we're kind of going around the houses on this one, unfortunately. Linda Lusardi has broken it. Sovereign country, political entity, collective identity. We're getting closer. Belonging, emotional, emotional need, psychological state, mind. We're getting very close indeed. Will, philosophy. Yeah. There we are. We're there. So we're my, there. It didn't take very podcast. long in the end eventually got me to communication very quickly for obvious reasons and then it was simply academic discipline knowledge fact experience consciousness sentience Mm. emotion mental state mind will philosophy yeah and then a good set of headphones afterwards that sounds like the that sounds like the kind of secret to the universe really <laughs> kind of weird. It's all boiling it down, yeah, isn't it? Amazing stuff. Yeah. It's certainly one in the eye for everyone who took the piss out of people who did philosophy uh, A level. Certainly one in the uh, eye for the guy which... who emailed in the most interesting email we've had in ages, and you didn't put his name in it. So yeah, <laughs> don't care, mate. Don't <laughs> care. So for him to think about philosophically there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Click, click, click. See Let's you squeeze one more in. <laughs> Let's squeeze one more email in before we go. Um, uh, this, this email I've titled Exploding Beasts and Where to Find Them. I apologise in advance after the skunk thing on Monday. This isn't quite as horrific, um, but we're going to do it anyway. Uh, it's from Luke in Houston. He says, uh, in response to Luke's story of exploding blueberries and new paint, that is, for those who don't remember, the time I popped a blueberry out of the microwave by accident and it squirted all up the wall and I had to repaint the wall. Um, <laughs> Luke in Texas says he, have de- he has dealt with a similar, though slightly more horrendous version of events. Three months ago, uh, my partner and I bought our first house together. It's a lovely home in a quiet neighbourhood in central Houston. During the summer, we deal with temperatures of up to 40 degrees Celsius every day, along with sporadic rainfall. As such, the vast array of insects, namely flying cockroaches, attempt to seek refuge in our home. Recently, I had a misfortune of one of these devil creations come into my office while I was opening the door. Not thinking, I used my notepad to crush the cockroach, resulting in a foot-long blast of jet black guts all over our ceiling. (laughs) Despite cleaning several times, I had to repaint a small section of the paintwork. Thanks for all the excellent work. All the best, Luke. Um, Again, nature, red in tooth and claw, these things happen. That is something that is exactly the same. It's basically a cockroach version of my blueberry. Of course, my blueberry is a vegan version of the story and wasn't flying anywhere. It was just in my porridge bowl. (laughs) It's so horrible. It is horrible, isn't it? So bloody horrible. What are you going to do? Let's get out of here. Yeah, let's do it. On that, on that note, squishing things underfoot. Um, yeah, we'll be back on uh, Monday for more Luke and Pete show. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to drop us a line about philosophy, uh, uh, sex, 
Linda uh, Lissari. Emotions. Linda Lissari. An AI, AI Linda Lissari popping a blueberry. Love it. Enjoyable. Enjoyable. In, uh, in Yellowstone National Park, so you can't be prosecuted. Cannot prosecute for getting a bit of blueberry on a squirrel. Um, <laughs> show at, sorry, hello at uh, lukeandpeatshow.com. Uh, and you can get in touch via Twitter as well. It's at Luke and Pete Show. We'll see you next time. See Have ya. a lovely week. Rest of your week. Weekend. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Show is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.